Okay, so today the topic is calming the inner narrative. Now, it's not like it's always necessary to calm your narrative, but trust me, if you don't learn to calm it, at some point you'll wish you had. Having the power to calm your mind, especially the inner narrative, is a pretty powerful thing. And I think it's one of the main reasons people start getting into meditation. That was definitely the case for me. I wanted to achieve that zen-like calm. Now, I consider myself a pretty experienced meditator, especially compared to the average person in the UK. But even the most experienced meditators I know They don't say that they have Zen-like mind control. So the biggest benefit of mindfulness meditation is definitely becoming more comfortable with your own mind and specifically becoming more comfortable with the inner narrative. Now the inner narrative can be repetitive and persistent it doesn't really matter if it's helpful or unhelpful or neutral from the perspective of meditation what matters is its intensity and we care about the intensity of the inner narrative because it's the most intense experiences that grab our attention and because of the repetitive nature of the narrative, that intense experience can stay with us for a long time. Uh, this is because intense experiences get stored in the brain as memories through a process called long-term potentiation. The more intense the experience, the more accessible the memory becomes. Makes sense, right? If we encounter a dangerous situation, it's important for that information to stay with us so we can avoid it in the future. So those intense experiences stay with us for our entire lives and they continue taking our attention. And that's what leads to rumination, which is just another way of saying a repetitive inner narrative. If the focus of the mind keeps going back to intense experiences from the past or worries about the future, it can compete easily with the neutral experiences that are happening in the present moment. So then, because we're so focused on the inner narrative, our body goes on autopilot and we find ourselves stuck in a mind loop. So living in the modern world is already intense enough. I've said this a number of times, just walking from one end of a busy street like Bromley High Street to the other, you're likely to encounter more people in your walk than many of our ancestors would have in their entire lives. And for a social animal like us, with a sophisticated system of identifying threats, 
from other humans, that experience can be overwhelming. It's not uncommon to meet people who don't like crowds. Oh, there are many conditions that psychologists and psychiatrists identify as disorders, which it seems are as a result of people struggling with the excessive stimuli of modern life and developing a response to it that you know, the modern world sees as a disorder. Now, most people don't experience the overwhelm that comes with the excessive stimulation. What happens is they absorb it, they get used to it. And getting used to something's got a name, it's called habituation. Uh, and so you, you can get used to experiences that were intense when you first encountered them and maybe even overwhelming, but then they just become part of the new normal. This is what technology does, basically. When you first encounter a new technology, it can be overwhelming. And then before long, you're just dealing with it as part of your day. So our inner experience can easily become a rotating list of intense, overwhelming, shocking or frightening experiences from the past and that we've constructed as scenarios in the mind and they're all competing for our attention. These intense memories or fears easily compete with our present moment experience. And that leads to a society that's always looking for more intense distractions, escapism, comfort and pleasure, largely to escape their own minds. If you don't think this applies to you, it's easy to test, see how long you can spend without distracting yourself from your inner experience. So the problem about all of the external distractions being used to help us cope with an unhelpful inner narrative is that external experiences habituate. We get used to everything we do. It becomes less intense. So to keep using present moment experiences as distractions, they have to be more intense. And then you see how it comes about. We have to have newer cars, newer kitchens, more exotic holidays, more of everything to get the same level of distraction. The other side of the coin is in the mind. But the problem is that habituation doesn't work the same way in our minds. If it did, we'd worry less as we worried more and longer. So now the purpose of meditation is to become familiar and comfortable with the mind. But we don't just sit down and say to ourselves, okay, 
today I'm going to become familiar and comfortable with my mind, what we actually do is focus on the breath or sound or our physiology or a single point of any sort or any awareness experience. And with practice, we become skilled in focusing our attention and the narrative becomes a background experience. It doesn't go away. It's very important to recognize that. And this isn't an internal distraction. It can be, but that's not sustainable in the long term. Instead, it is literally becoming familiar and comfortable with the nature of the mind. So over time, the intensity of the narrative will diminish if we meditate with true mental practice meditation. And we can also learn to become more deeply immersed in what were previously neutral experiences of the present moment. This is the key. It isn't about necessarily connection to our inner experiences. It's about using that to reconnect to our external experiences. And then that brings the neutral present moment to life in a way that makes it fulfilling. And the intensity of the experience of noticing and being aware of the present moment elevates it. It becomes more intensive, more intense and more fulfilling. So we're not creating a competition between the focus of our awareness and the pull of the mind. Because if we do that, we'll get the opposite effect from what we want. What we do instead is focusing on things like the breath in the nostrils and in the belly, connecting to the body, connecting to the present moment and to sound, opening our awareness, meditating in nature, and immersing ourselves in the experience of nature, meditating as a group, and immersing ourselves in the experience of connecting with the group. All of these things have a profound effect on elevating the experience of the present moment until it becomes a place we can focus on and the incessant, repetitive, persistent chatter of the mind becomes like the hubbub in a coffee house. So if you'd just like to get yourselves comfortable.
in, in the same way that the intensity of memories and experiences draws our attention, over time we can become sensitive to the passage of time in the present moment drawing our attention. So rather than us attempting to move our attention away from our memories and thoughts, what we're actually doing is becoming more sensitive to something else, more sensitive to the seemingly neutral experience of the present moment. This is a choice, effectively, and the choice is distraction or fulfillment. Fulfillment is the sense that you don't need anything more than you're currently experiencing. So if I see the light shining on a glass and the reflections and patterns and contrasts of shape and colour and the texture and the light and dark and shadow in a glass of water And I can gain the experience of being satisfied by that. Through experience of learning to appreciate it, which is what the gratitude practices are all about, then I need no distraction. Because then the joy and beauty and infinite, immaculate 
experience of the present moment is all I need. So as I become more appreciative of the small things in the present moment, so that experience competes more effectively with the intensity of the past or the future that I've created in my mind. So we can immerse ourselves in the experience of the present moment. the breath or sound or both of them become the means by which I stay connected to the present moment. And then I can let into my experience all the feelings and thoughts and sensory experience of now. the seemingly infinite number of experiences in the present moment that my mind can select from to connect to. I can notice the breath, the passage of sound through time, the sensation of the body, feelings being pushed into the chair, or pushed into the floor, there's balance. There's coolness and warmth. There's an awareness of the space that I'm in. Awareness of the things around me. There's tiredness. There's alertness. There's tension. There's relaxation. There's taste. There's smell.
And so whenever the mind becomes lost in mind-wandering or micro-sleeps, just gently allowing the breath or sound back in. leaves us in the original place the original sense of connection to the present moment that we can come back to the following breath practice noting sound practice noting thoughts counting the breaths all of these And interestingly, this doesn't habituate. The experience of the present moment grows in intensity over time. Only external phenomena habituate. We can settle into the breath, the movement of the belly rising and falling, 
and the breath in the nostril. can become a comforting, calming, comfortable refuge of the breath. If the narrative is persistent, helps to acknowledge it and release it. One of the many ways this can be done is by noting the thoughts and releasing them visually as images for those of you that can and if you can't you can note the thoughts as they arise the thought arises repeat in the mind thinking thinking or if you are a visual person, become aware of the thought and then breathe it out as a colour. Let's say orange. Just letting the thought drift away. Of course, it may, may be replaced by another thought, which gets the same treatment. Thinking. Thinking. And breathing out the thought as a colour, which will then drift away. And repeating. Noticing the breath and the experience of the present moment. Thoughts arise. Note the thoughts. Noting. With the words thinking. Thinking. Releasing the thoughts as a colour. Just breathing it out. That's noting thoughts as words or images. 
So there are a number of visualizations we can use. Another one is when thoughts arise, we can perceive the thought as a cloud. Notice it moving across the sky, drifting over the horizon. Back to the experience of the present moment. Connected to the sensation of now, the thoughts, emotions, the tastes, the smells, the coolness, warmth, alertness, tiredness, all of the totality of now. A thought arises as a cloud, moves across the sky disappears over the horizon, back to the experience of the present moment and repeat. Thoughts as clouds.
Gently bringing your attention back to the experience of your awareness of your external experience, but maintaining some of that internal connection as you do it, not totally letting go of the experience of the meditation. <laughs> 